Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We have that nice premium service, FightfulSelect.com as well. The most direct way to support Fightful and Fightful.com. Head over there, check it out. But it's November 6th, Selection Day. I am joined by Alex Palowski, and I am happy to announce that I have been elected to the position of City Break Dancer Man, Alex I think I can officially name you Vice City Break Dancer Man. I'm honored to serve. Man, are you all in for a good four years? <laughs> we got SmackDown Live to talk about. Let's go ahead and get into it. We don't have anything to make predictions on tonight, so we're just going to talk about SmackDown Live. We do have some cool interviews up, though. Uh, head over to the exclusive section. Last week, Andrew Thompson spoke to Sammy Guevara. Uh, I have the Fight for Wrestling Weekly that drops every Friday. Our buddies at Pro Wrestling Unlimited covered that, as well as uh, myself on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. We have uh, Jordan Grace interviewed. That will be up uh, from Kristen Ashley on Thursday. And I have one from Britt Baker that is up in full, but the stories will be out over the next week or two. Check them out. Opening segment, this is from Manchester. So we, we knew what was going to happen here, Alex. Yeah. Uh, we knew the results. I, at least I did. Did you check them before the show? I did, just to make sure that, you know, like if I could, you know, dip out during one segment. <laughs> uh, that's always that, nice to be able to like, uh, it, you know. They're tricky, though. They're tricky. They because yep. somebody live at the arena will make it seem like it's nothing. And then it's like, oh, no, it was announced that like 25 people are going to be in one match. And it's like, wait a second now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Also, before we get into the show, I want to remind you guys, best of the Listen Your Boy Volume 1 tomorrow for Listen Your Boy number 97. It will be premiering on YouTube at 3. The live chat will be open. I will be there hanging out with you guys. Come join me. Paige brings out the best in the world Shane McMahon. Uh, I I love the play off of this, Alex, because Shane McMahon confirmed that he, in fact, was not the best in the world. Well, I, I you to me, I just feel like they were all in on doing that, and then the the backlash was was such that they were like, oh, just just kidding. I'm totally not not really. I mean, maybe I am, but I'm not really. But uh, the fact that Paige announced him as such a couple of times. Uh, made me think, okay, so are you guys going with this or not? Um, and I mean, not your, your, internet is, your internet is trash reset. Uh, Shane McMahon confirms that he is in fact, not the best in the world. He and Paige run down the survivor series card, which is filling up quite fast. I, I can go through it right now. You have Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, you have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. AOP versus The Bar is confirmed tonight. You have the uh, Team Raw that is managed by Alexa Bliss. Those women, no other women confirmed. But Team SmackDown is Carmella, Naomi, Charlotte, Sonya, Asuka, which we will hear about later. You have Ziggler, Drew, and Braun with some TBAs against Team SmackDown, which we'll hear more about tonight. And Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. 
Daniel Bryan is rather happy, Alex, that Shane McMahon humbly has accepted that he is not best in the world. Yeah, it, it does seem like uh, of of anyone on the roster, Daniel Bryan would take umbrage to a McMahon declaring himself by booking himself as the best in the world. Your internet is still trash. All right. All right. Don't come with that weak shit, Alex. Miz interrupts, says that he isn't happy about how things unfolded in the World Cup. Uh, Daniel Bryan has been named captain of this SmackDown team. So Miz says that he deserves to be captain. And it's hard to disagree with him at that point. It's hard to see that he went to the finals of this tournament and say, oh, no, Miz doesn't deserve it. Former WWE champion, former WrestleMania headliner. He's more than worthy. So Paige and Shane McMahon decide that they're going to be co-champions. And right off the bat, I like this. It's the strange bedfellows thing. It's the it's the enemies having to work together. And this was the theme of the show. It kind of laced everything in throughout the show. They weaved it in and out. And it was a way that they could make things that didn't matter matter a little bit. Because if you're Vince McMahon, at the very least, you think that the most important thing is brand superiority. That's it. That's what he cares the most about. We've heard it from countless writers and right-hand men that he's had. So they are co-captains now. And backstage, Miz picks Shane McMahon as his first teammate. And Daniel Bryan says, you know what? I actually agree with the Shane McMahon selection. Now, Alex, as you rejoin us, Shane McMahon does have an incredible amount of experience in Survivor Series matches at the very least. Although, at one point, he almost died in one. Yes, uh, it's nice to have him back. I'm, I'm hoping he survives. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of him being added to this Survivor Series team, Shane McMahon? Um, I, mean, I think it's uh, an extension of him being best in the world in that tournament, it seems to me. Uh, the fact that they're given, allowing both Brian and Miz to put him over as being worthy of being on the team uh, when somebody like Randy Orton isn't going to be on it is interesting. But McMahon's going to McMahon, man. That is true. (laughs) There's this intentionally awkward spot where Miz and Daniel Bryan get along. And they're like, ah, we we don't really like this. Bryan picks Rey Mysterio for his team. But Miz says that they should pick wrestlers, have them square off for the spot on their team. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But then we're we're dropped in a, a match that really expanded as I, as I watched this match. And this was an awesome match. Yes. Usos defeated New Day, Xavier Woods, the odd man out, to get this captain spot for this tag team Survivor Series match. Yes. Oh, boy, this was a good one, Alex. It was very, very good. It was uh, up there with the best of the Usos versus New Day feud of 2017. Uh, these guys make magic together in the ring. I think we're going to call Kofi's little hang over the ropes thing a nope con Hilo because he doesn't do anything. And it's, I love the spot, at least this time. If he does it all the time, I won't like it. But here, one of the Usos is like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he gets run over. <laughs> he he yeah. pays a little too much attention and gets run over. I liked it. It's good. During, during the commercial, Kofi's leg gets drop kicked off the top rope. Uh, Big E has one of the most insane hot tags ever. All of his offense looks great. Belly-to-belly suplexes, overhead suplexes, squishers in the corner. Just just a, a good way. Uh, Big E then dies on a YOLO dive that I, I, I wish he would have sold a lot more than he did. He was right back up. Yeah, no, there, there, there were other things where he wound up in the scores, uh, uh, scores, scorekeepers area, timekeepers area for a very long time. Um, that was his big selling on the outside moment. If you're going to completely whiff on the YOLO dive, that should put you out of action for maybe two to three weeks. So uh, the fact that he was right back up uh, kind of belies any sense of you know disbelief you have. Yeah, needed to sell that a little bit more. He does uh, send Jimmy into the barricade, and then he gets thrown into the timekeeper area. Kofi does this unbelievable trust fall from the top rope to the outside on the Usos unbelievably beautiful spot. He just started to do that a couple years ago and it's something special. Yeah, I love it. Uh, And, you know, there's a reason why it's a trust fall 
and it's these guys he's doing it with. Because if you watch all the all the matches uh, between the New Day and the Usos going back a couple of years, these guys absolutely trust each other 100% in the ring because they know each other so well. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Kobe should be doing that with with everybody, every team he faces. But against the Usos, you know those guys are going to be there to catch him. Well, they were. They caught him. And in a spot like that, you have to have somebody you know yeah, is going to yeah. catch him. And there can't be like a can't be an Undertaker Kane situation from Crown Jewel because nope. Kofi's going to be out for a while after that. Yeah, SOS and a flying body press get uh, two inside the ring. I love this spot too. Big E does hit his YOLO dive while mm-hmm. the Usos are trying to suplex Kofi over the top rope from the apron. Kofi then capitalizes, hits the uh, Trouble in Paradise, but that's just a two. Whew, then, uh, man, I feel like I've said this over and over again. Another great spot. This yeah. match was full of them. This is one of the best matches they've had together, and that's saying something. Yeah. Kofi goes to do a super Frankensteiner, but gets hit with a super power bomb. Yeah. You don't see that a lot <laughs> these nope. days, any, anywhere. This is a spot 10 years ago doesn't happen on Raw at all. Uso Never. Splash wins the match. This was great, Alex. This was excellent. Um, and they did exactly what I wanted them to do, which is afterwards they had a little, uh, you know, little tete-a-tete in the ring. Uso said, we respect you guys more than anybody else. You're our first pick to be on the team. And they shook hands. Like, I I love the the battle of respect between these two teams. And I hope it continues for another five years. These guys should should get to a point where they are inducting each other into the Hall of Fame. Like, that's that's where these guys belong. They're so, like I said, they make magic in the ring together. I want to see them do it over and over again. I don't, I don't feel like they're ever going to repeat stuff. They're, they're always coming up with brand new stuff. It never feels tired. I mean, WWE loves to run the same matches back and forth and back and forth over and over and over again. But, but these guys do it, I don't mind. Someone in the live chat says, your wardrobe is made completely up of mashup shirts. It is. <laughs> I noticed that too. I mean, at least at least on the podcast. That's yes. My, that's my aesthetic. <laughs> I have other things. I just don't wear them on the podcast. He does own shirts that have collars, you guys. <laughs> Those are in his True. wardrobe. So after this match, they used to say they respect New Day and want them on their team. And I think, great, we have the team. Yeah. There it is. Five guys settled. <laughs> but no, they say, we want you to be one of the teams. Then I said, huh? I said, what? And someone says, oh, it's a throwback to the old days. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> there aren't that many good teams. The no. colognes aren't showing up to work. They just got that tape library money. <laughs> they sold the WWC tape library. They're not working. Um, here's the deal. Um, with AOP now being the tag champs on Raw, who are the five tag teams on Raw that are going to be in this? Is that? Oh my God, Sean! Is that why they brought the Lucha House Party over from two hundred five? Yes, I bet it is. Give them a fifth team because they don't have one. That's ridiculous. B team Ascension, Rudin Gable, Lucha House Party. Revival. Revival. See, this would have been a lot better yep. if it were literally like the Revival, Rude and Gable, and then a, a fifth person. But right. Or Revival and the Lucha House Party. Like yeah. afterwards, they were like, okay, let's do this thing. Yeah, because that, that means the, the three, the, t- the team of three is able to, to even it out. Yeah, it makes sense. You, you want to talk about an all-time hose-me-down Survivor Series match. <laughs> New yeah. Day and the Usos against Lucha House Party and the Revival. That gets it done. <laughs> done. Just I'm go in. ahead and unscrew the, the fire the fire hydrant. I'll just hang out underneath it. That's all I need. Yeah. Why, why do we need all these teams? Everybody's got to get the Survivor Series payday. I, I can't wait to see how quickly Victor of the Ascension is pinned. <laughs> he can work a little bit, too. Yes, he can, but I'm sh- uh, he'll probably be the first guy out. Becky Lynch comes out. Let me talk about how much I love this goddamn promo. Oh, so so good. For there are people that are like, oh, I don't like the man gimmick. It's working for her. It oh, works so for her. It, it just works for her. 
and the images of her backstage, it just works for her. And the fact that she got to cut this kind of promo gives me a lot of hope because WWE is not trying to push the no, they're not who anymore. for her narrative. They know what they have in her. Yeah. They do. I think there was more in the Ronda Rousey promo that'll make you boo her. And that's what Becky Lynch did. She said, you're pointing at my clown school and all this stuff. Things that I did to pay for what I did. By the way, I was wrestling while you were not wrestling. Yeah. I'm here doing that too. It says that Ronda Rousey was handpicked. Becky wasn't supposed to be here, but she is. This is so good, and we haven't even got to the climax of it yet. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's amazing, and it makes me sad that almost certainly she's going to uh, lose to Ronda Rousey because they're building her as 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 this amazing thing. Like she's super super over with the fans. I I really believe that the fans will be behind her in this match versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, and I I feel like the WWE just wants to push Ronda Rousey as their as their new toy. And um and they want to they want to play with it as much as they can. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but but I'm watching this promo and going, my God, this is a this is somebody you can build your entire business around, male or female. She's so good at this, and lest we forget, she was brilliant as the whitest of white meat baby faces for so long. That now that we have, like, we can actually watch her, and she's she's doing well. We can cheer for her for that, as opposed to watching her lose and feeling sorry for her. We actually gonna live vicariously through her. She's so so good in this character. The the I am the man T shirt. Like, print those up. I want one. Becky says that she wants a challenge right now, and Sanity's music hits. Yep. And even though I knew what was coming, yeah. I got chills when Nikki Cross emerged from that smoke. It was such a cool reveal. It was so great. Um, it, it, it does make me want, wish that this had been one of those, a live episode, or I had not seen this particular spoiler. Because when she said, you know, like, I want anybody else want to come back out there and, and, and Sandy's music hit, I'm like, holy crap, they're finally bringing up Nikki Cross. And the only qualm I have with this is that it does appear this was a one off. Um, and they're like, oh, look, the, the crazy girl from NXT. They kept saying that a bunch of times, like, oh, usually they don't say that if this is a, if an actual permanent call-up. But, I mean, I'm actually, she should be called up, she should be part of the SmackDown women's roster, and she should have a spot on that SmackDown Survivor Series team because she's so great, proved it tonight, has proved it in her matches with Bianca Belair, uh, Cena Baszler, everybody. She's one of a kind. Fantastic. She commits wholeheartedly to the insane mad dog character. It's hard to do that. She's great. She's special. She has a a cool kind of charisma and touch to her that many don't have. And it's not easy to do. Just getting in the ring and saying, I'll play with you, Becky. Like, that is great. Like, I want to play. Like, that's that's a wonderful nuanced part of this thing that nobody else has in women's wrestling on on WWE anyway. I feel like she could have said it maybe a time or two less, but hey, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. The match itself could have went with three more minutes. Yeah. It, It wasn't, it wasn't a great one. Becky throws Nikki out of the ring, but Nikki catches her in the ring apron and beats her. Becky yanks Nikki off the apron, slams her into the barricade, cross fires up with her comeback that ends in a bulldog. She also hits a flying body press, a reverse DDT. Lynch pulls Cross in the bottom rope, taps her out with the disarmor. I really think you needed to give Nikki Cross, have Nikki Cross give Becky a run for her money to establish her on this brand. That was the best way to do it. And I'm not like having Becky escape with the skin of her teeth, by the skin of her teeth and holding on, clutching to the title or anything, but just a good back and forth match for about eight minutes, maybe even through a commercial break. Yeah, which is again why it makes a part of that is what makes me think this is a one off and we'll see Nikki back in NXT and we it'll be like a, a one time deal. Uh, hey, we're we're in Manchester. One of them's Irish, the other one's Scottish. We're kind of halfway in between. Let's just do this because um, they do that sometimes when they when they you know, go uh, to England. They'll have whoever's British on the roster have a match where they wouldn't normally have. Um, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think that she looked good at spots, but the match was over too quick. Um, I, I like that she she tapped out and was smiling, clutching her arm. I think that's a, a really unique version of her is that she just loves fighting people and doesn't matter. The pain doesn't matter to her. I think that's a cool thing that they could actually expand on, uh, provided that she's actually you know a full fledged member of this roster. Mediocre match. It was okay. A nice introduction for her. Backstage, Shinsuke Nakamura cuts a promo on Seth Rollins. AJ Styles does the same, but directed towards Brock Lesnar. Plays off of the Paul Heyman promo. Did anything stand out to you for either one of these? To me, it seemed like, hey, I know these two people are important, but we don't have any real plans for them to interact with the people they're going to wrestle. Right. So here are some promos. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by a Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura match. Uh, if if they're actually if they actually let you know take the chains off of Shinsuke let him let him go he and Seth could have a great match I feel like the match the only match that you can have between AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar was done last year I don't know what other wrinkles there can possibly be to it you have AJ get tossed around a lot he comes back he makes it a match he, you think he might have a shot at it and all of a sudden Jumer Suplex F five win. Like, I feel like that's the only match you can do, and which is why I'm not really interested in that match again. The funny thing about Brock Lesnar is that I talked, actually, I think I had this in the weekly, uh, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly a few weeks ago. Some of the people I've talked to, actually, one of my friends had told me this, and I followed up with some wrestlers. He's like a surprisingly light wrestler to work with, unless you give him a reason to be stiff. But the, the rap on him is that he's lazy, and he is. That is also the rap mm-hmm. on him. He doesn't want to lose matches. He's very old school in that regard, but will because it's his job. I don't know. Like, I don't see them putting the title on Brock Lesnar just to have him lose a non-title match to AJ Styles. That doesn't seem like to me like the thing they're doing. I could see him uh, get himself disqualified because AJ won't stay down. And that further builds him as the beast monster guy that eventually we pray to God uh, Braun or somebody else will take down uh, between now and the time that Roman comes back from, from leukemia, his leukemia treatment. Um, And AJ in that case doesn't get hurt by it at all. If he pushes Brock to the point where Brock has to use a chair on him or something, then AJ literally wins that match. He, he, he comes out ahead. Um, So I think that might be what they're going to do. But, yeah, I, I don't need to see AJ lose clean to Brock again. So this is a momentous day. AJ Styles, one year as champion. Yes. Not something that at any point I ever thought was really going to happen until the date drew closer. When you think of this win or this title reign, what will you think of? What will you remember most based on what we've seen up to this point? Ah, uh, Wow. By the way, we got to spend some time on this. SmackDown wasn't that long tonight. That's true. <laughs> um, I, I I will probably remember how he won it, how he got it, how he how we took it from Jinder, how it was all set up for Jinder versus Brock Lesnar Survivor Series, and we were like, oh my god, that's the worst idea ever. Yeah. And then AJ beat Jinder for it in Manchester on a taped episode. So everyone in America knew it. Um, and it was it was good. It was good that he won. Um, and he's held it and, you know, the problem is a lot of his feuds he's had have been lackluster. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, you know, Shinsei Nakamura push him in the dick and uh, the, this, the, the, the Wendy thing with Samoa Joe. All right. Like it just didn't feel like they were really, I mean, they, he had some really cool one-off matches on SmackDown with like Andrade Amis and Daniel Bryan that I think I will remember more than any of the matches he had that were actually for the title. I, I have liked all three of the the Samoa Joe matches that led up to uh, the SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, Super Showdown, liked them all. Liked the Nakamura match at Money in the Bank. Loved the six-pack challenge at Fastlane. That was a good that was one. Good. That was good. The Lesnar match last year was very good as well. It was. There, there was a period from, gosh, I want to say December through about – May, I didn't think he had any a lot of matches that stood out that were one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. But that's not been the case lately. And 
one of the things I remember, I have a friend named Chelsea who, who lives in the UK and she was there and her, her video reaction. And it's like, man, a lot of those fans in the UK have not been given things like that in a while. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm misremembering, but it seems like that kicked off a trend of WWE doing some cool stuff that mattered in the UK. Just last night we had a tag title change. Yeah. Tonight we had Nikki Cross debut. That's really cool. And I think it's smart of them to do that, to create that buzz on the random time or the, the few times that they tape a show. That way they create a buzz. Yeah, well, that, that can only help, uh, you know, get a get them a foothold and um, get fans to show up whenever they tape NXT UK, you know, like get fans of the, of the product um, in the UK and, and maybe you can build that brand there by by saying, hey, we gave you this title change the last time we were there with Raw. So maybe, you know, check out NXT UK when it tapes in your hometown. By the way, NXT UK, uh, Warren Hayes covers that every week on the Fightful Select NXT 205 Live NXT UK podcast. But two episodes airing this week. He's doing a second show on Thursday just covering NXT UK. So check that out, guys. More content added to Fightful Select. Dot com. This AJ Styles reign, he's 41 years old. Mm. And uh, you know, I'm an avid listener of basically almost any podcast Conrad Thompson does. I think he's, he's one of the best there is. And he often brings up like how, how wild it is where we are. He's a year in as champion, competing at a high level. He's 41. When Shawn Michaels and Triple H and The Undertaker were like really getting their feet underneath him, WWF was making fun of WCW for having 40-something-year-olds at the top of the card. AJ Styles is getting it done at 40. Whether it be the 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 way that the ring changed, that's something that Warren Hayes has brought up that I think has really added some length to people's careers. The rings have changed. The schedules have changed a little bit. But the style is much more demanding, especially AJ Styles' style. When you think about that, Alex, are you surprised that a guy like AJ Styles has been doing this and is still doing this at 41 with this type of rain? Uh, I, I mean, I think that um, he's he's very athletic and does a lot of those kind of things in the ring, but he's not like a super crazy high flyer. Uh, the risks that he takes are measured. And he's got the right body type for it where he can keep a, a good amount of lean muscle mass on him. Um, he's not super small. And uh, the the bigger dudes, they just wind up having back issues, knees issues, you know, like all that, all that joints and stuff because they're carrying around all that extra, all that extra girth, all that extra weight. So I feel like he, a guy like him um, can, uh, can be, have more longevity because He's carrying around the optimum amount of weight for it for his frame. Um, and this is the thing with like you see John Cena, who like took off like 30 pounds. Like that's going to help him in his longevity if he decides to end it, to wrestle for a while longer. Uh, we don't be sure where he's where he's gonna go from here, but but that can only help his longevity. Um, you see, you see guys in the NBA um, who get older and their coaches tell them to take off muscle mass because it's gonna help their joints if they're not jumping up with an extra 20 pounds of muscle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I am surprised. But at the same time, like, if, if it's going to be anybody, it's, it's got to be that guy because I, I he, he seems to the, – the risks – I say the risks he takes aren't risks because he knows himself so well that he's not going to do the things that can actually really hurt him because he knows what he's doing with his own body. Worth noting – during Brock Lesnar's 500-plus days as WWE Universal Champion, I believe he had 14 successful title defenses. AJ Styles' next will be his 100th. Wow. Which is uh, quite an accomplishment as well. Paige comes out. She announces Naomi, Asuka, Carmella, Sonya Deville, and Charlotte Flair as members of Team SmackDown's women's team. But Charlotte's not out. In fact... Mandy Rose comes out instead. Now, Charlotte was was hesitant to join this team last week, Alex. So we get Mandy Rose, and she runs down every member of the team, including one of the lamest goddamn put-downs I have ever heard in my life. So bad. So really often when WWE wrestlers bring up matters that are private, 
sometimes it's it's it gets that ooh reaction. Mandy Rose said, Naomi, is anybody feeling the glow anymore? Like your husband? And I'm like, what? What's what do you mean? What it I don't get it. Now no. I know that back in the attitude days, that that's calling a girl loose. Yes. But today it's not. No. Um my my favorite was that she had the 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 the, the one that she hit Carmella with was like your title aim was brief, which A, it wasn't. I mean, she had it for several months. Yeah. And B, the fact that Carmella gets to not on mic come back like, at least I had one. Yeah. Like, because that immediately shuts down Manny Rose's whole line of insults right there. Um, now, I I guess I must have missed the the whole absolution breakup. I guess they did it like, like they had the tension in the ranks like a month ago on SmackDown, and there was something at Evolution in the Battle Royal. Um, but like, oh, there's can can Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose coexist? Uh, I don't know. I don't care. Um, but uh, there's yeah the, the Charlotte Flair thing. She was offered offered the captaincy last week, and she turned it down because she she says I don't think I'm the right woman for that. Being the captain and being on the team, I would think there's a distinction between those two things. Now she doesn't even want to be on the team at all, apparently, as as her not no showing uh, would suggest. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, um, it's so no, weird to have Mandy and Sonya, in fact, have not teamed together since Evolution. Neither of them have wrestled yeah. since Evolution, with the, which is interesting. And before that. They hadn't wrestled. They hadn't teamed up in like 20 days. They wrestled on a house show, and that's it. They barely wrestled throughout September or October. Yeah. Uh, and so it was kind of a weird thing where like where Paige was like, hey, everybody, I'm going to announce the team. Sonya Deville. And everyone was like, who's that? Oh, oh, her. Right. Um, because you have five women on on your roster, um, and one of them is not Becky Lynch. And who – the fact, like Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, no, no, not not no. I mean, like the what it could be kind of fun is to say, okay, uh, Sonia and Mandy, one of the two of you is going to face B- uh, Billy or, or Peyton, and the winner of that they they get a spot on the team. Like that would be good. Play-ins on to, on to teams like this are always better. It, matches to qualify for something always better than just being named to something. But I have no idea why Sonia Ville would be named to the team instead of either Billy or Peyton, considering they've actually had matches on TV much more recently than Sonya has. Yeah, a little confusing, to be honest with you. For a spot on SmackDown Live Survivor Series team, Rey Mysterio defeated Andrade Cien Almas. No Zelina, as uh, Guy in Green on Twitter had kind of put out there, Zelina has been home since Evolution, because Tamina did not catch her, Mm. and she face-planted into the ground. Got some numbness in her arm. Uh, Mysterio is not taking it easy since coming back to SmackDown. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I think it was uh, Stone Osborne that said putting those new knees to use. He is taking some bumps. Almost took a crazy bump over the top rope, missing those knees. Then <laughs> he caught Ray in a Hurricane Rana, slings him into a barricade. Almost backflips out of a sunset flip bomb. And even though there were all those spots in the New Day Usos match, this was my favorite spot because it was one smooth motion of Ray not being able to sit up because he can't. He, the way that you stand up as a pro wrestler is you turn, you post off of one hand, and you turn around for a number of reasons, but not just to be on the same page as a wrestler, but you don't want to tear up your knees. Ray, yeah. who has bad knees, you don't want to stand up and just push yourself up. That's why basketball players, huge basketball players, help each other up. Yeah. So while Ray is stuck in the corner, almost just flies in with two knees to the head repeatedly. Yeah. That was so cool. Almost gets a t- tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, but Ray gets his knees up on the corrective moonsault. 619 drops the dime, and victory is Ray's. This match was a lot of fun, Alex. It was. Uh, it it makes me wish it was saved for after Survivor Series and they could like build to something. Like the idea of Almas being the young guy who doesn't respect 
Rey Mysterio and what he means to, you know, um, Mexican wrestlers. Uh, the fact that Andrade now wrestles without the mask and you could do a thing where he thinks it's stupid to still wrestle with a, wrestle with a mask. All that kind of stuff you could, you could really do to build a proper feud that would have a real dynamite blow-off match. Uh, just doing this randomly on, on a SmackDown is fun. And it, don't get me wrong, it was fun. I just I wish it was like a thing. Like a real thing between Andrade Cian Elmas and Rey Mysterio Jr. Like a real deal that they're building toward something like a you know a major pay per view or something. Well, right? I mean they did they to be fair within the context of WWE, this is one of the most important things you can fight for. That's the true. chance for to to participate in brand supremacy. Yep. So I mean, true. hey, that's cool. I loved it. I loved the match. This show had some really good wrestling on it, especially between this and and the tag match that we saw earlier. Randy Orton shows up, RKO's Ray out of nowhere. Yeah, Miz and Daniel Bryan argue over whose fault that is because Bryan thought Miz sent him out there, and Miz says, "No, not me." No, nope. there's just more bickering between these two. Whatever. I did. Li- I did appreciate that Miz was like the last time I saw Randy, he was giving me an RKO. Yeah. What I want, I want to talk to Randy, which is good because again, it furthers the idea of Randy as this lone wolf who will RKO anybody doesn't care. Like sure. I like, I like that he that he does that to heels and baby faces because he's unpredictable. He's the viper. Great. Like I, I, I need guys who don't be like, hey, you're a bad guy and I'm a bad guy, so we're on the same team. I don't. I don't need that to be rampant throughout. Yeah. The idea that dickheads can't get along with anybody, but other dickheads doesn't really jive with me. Yeah. Daniel Bryan picks Jeff Hardy while the Miz picks Samoa Joe to fight for SmackDown spots. We get whisper in the wind right out of the gate. Samoa Joe tosses Hardy into the barricades at ringside until Hardy runs off of it with a clothesline. Bryan and Miz are bickering about being leaders on commentary. Hardy gets out of the coquina clutch. It's a twist of fate, but goes up top for a swanton, and he eats these big time. Yeah, I saw that, and I said, "Oh damn, Kakina yeah. Clutch," and that's a wrap. So the match, whatever, it was a Jeff Hardy Samoa Joe match. I don't care about it. Yeah, but Joe gets in Brian's face, and Miz's reaction was the funniest thing. He acted like like Daniel Bryan just encountered a bear. He's like, stay still. Don't move. Don't show any aggression. Its vision is based on movement. Yes. <laughs> it can smell your fear. Don't be afraid. And then Daniel Bryan goes at, he does what every inexperienced hiker yeah. does, and he just, ah, at the bear. And as we know, <laughs> Alex, because of you, bears are mostly yeah. southpaw. That's true. Yes. <laughs> So I just love that. Keep your emotions in check. Don't move. Yeah. Brian is really aggressive. I don't know what his deal is. Like he threw, he he threw the Miz down and he he hit the Miz. He hit Samoa Joe. He threw Shane McMahon down. What's his deal, man? I don't know. He doesn't like Samoa Joe, I guess. Just angry. Samoa Joe attacked him after he had his like super, respectful match with uh with with aj last week so he, he's he's upset i don't know um I, I will say the one thing i did want to point out was that i was getting some very serious the crow vibes from this uh iteration of jeff hardy with the white and black face paint and the all black skin tight uh top it was very eric draven-esque looked like brenda lee out there I, anytime like I, I like that he's doing New, new, interesting stuff every time he comes out there. But every time he comes out there, I'm also going, okay, um, how, how many months of your life are you going to take off of yourself right now, <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy? Because he just he can't seem to stay away from stuff like, you know, doing a swanton into some knees. That was SmackDown Live. As we have a little bit of time, let's cover some news stories. Tetsuya Naito claims that he was offered a WWE contract in the summer and turned it down. This is happening much, much more often mm-hmm. for, we went through a period where everybody was accepting WWE offers. And then what I think happened was two Oh five live. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I say this a lot. What happened with two Oh five live is not WWE's fault. They tried. They really tried. 
they did their best. Nobody cared about it, but they, they could have done some things a little earlier. They could have filmed it before Raw way earlier. But, man, they, they tried to stack the deck, but they couldn't keep people there. Yeah. People kept messing up or people kept leaving. We could be looking at a 205 Live roster right now with Enzo Amore running his mouth, Neville being one of the best wrestlers in the world, Rich Swan being an awesome supporting player, and Austin Aries being in there somehow too. We, we could see that right now, and that's some pretty high-profile names being involved. And I, I get the feeling that if those names were involved, we'd be much more likely to see a Rey Mysterio on that show as well. But right. that's not what we have right now. I think that because of that, I mean, do you think Hideo Itami's signing with WWE if he realizes he's never going to wrestle on Raw or SmackDown? No, but that wasn't, I don't think that was ever the plan before the first injury and certainly not before the second injury. Like he's, he's, he's been, he was injury prone in NXT. Um, I mean, he's, I, I like the stuff he's been doing on, on 205 Live and I'm a 205 Live apologist. I, you know, I will say that if all those guys that had left or been fired were still there, I don't think Buddy Murphy ever shows up on 205 Live and that's a loss for everybody. Because he'd just be on there doing the Largo loop in NXT still, and and right now he's a cruiserweight champ. So I mean, I, I think there's a lot of there's a, there's both sides to it, but um, I, I I don't know if Naito would be sent to 205 Live. I don't know. I will say this: WWE seems to be hoarding all of these people, so not so they can use them, but so other other players, other other you know companies can't. Oh, I've spoken openly about this, um, and, and I'll bring it up again. Matt Riddle blew through his WWE tryout. Yeah, I had people saying that he embarrassed the WWE tryout, mm. which he's just a freak. Uh, he's right, not the type of athlete they run into all the time. Yeah. After that, they're like, damn, we're interested in you. They Google him. They see him holding up a bag of weed with THC on his gloves, stylized like UFC. Mm. They pass. He gives them the courtesy. He said, you know what? They like me. So I'm going to give them the courtesy of saying, hey, do you mind if I work for Ring of Honor? Because I've got this opportunity. They say, you know what? We really don't want that. So why don't we get you hooked up with Evolve? And to be honest with you, I think that Matt Riddle helped put Evolve on the map. Yes. He really did. Uh, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it before that and before the Flow Slam deal. Well, you know, two years go by. Two years go by, and he's still not signed. Then all of a sudden, Ring of Honor announces, hey, we're going to MSG, and so is New Japan. Keep in mind, New Japan had been interested in Matt Riddle before as well. The weed thing kind of kept him back. But when WWE hears, oh, Ring of Honor and New Japan are running MSG, they immediately, from a WWE wrestler who told me this, said they're going to do everything they can to get anybody they think is a game changer under contract. Tetsuya Naito qualifies. I did a news update video on this on our YouTube. He certainly qualifies. He's one of the most popular people outside of WWE in in the world. So that is a a level of petty. Quite frankly, I I am of the belief that Hulk Hogan was signed just so he didn't show up at MSG and wave to a crowd there. Like, for any reason. And no, I don't put it beyond a Sinclair broadcast group to sign a Hulk Hogan for that. Yep. There, there are a lot of lot of uh, moving parts there. WWE is very interested in doing that. And I had somebody close to the elite say, well, if you were the elite, what would you do? And I said, well, I can't answer that. How can I answer that when there are so many different things at play, Alex? There, we don't know the real financials of All In. No. For all we know, they made $20 million off that show. Right. For all I know, they made 20 bucks off that show. Yeah. For all I know, they lost $20 million off that show. I don't know. I don't have the specific figures in front of me. Unless one of them comes out and says it, it's hard to imagine. We know that people are being offered into the seven figures just to wrestle at Crown Jewel. Yeah. So WWE has a, a heavy amount of income at their disposal. Not only that, their TV deals are going up. What, so it's like, what would WWE offer them? They could offer them anything. But what would they offer them? Right. And would these guys look at that and say, okay, that's worth it. You know what? 
we'll do that instead of doing our own thing mm-hmm. or working ring of honor. If you were in their shoes, based on the facts that we have now, based on the situations they have, Cody has a wife, the bucks have families. Uh, Marty Skrull's girlfriend works for WWE. Mm-hmm. Hangman page doesn't really have all, all that stuff. And quite frankly, the man's a teacher. If, if, if shit goes south, He's got a, a teaching career he can fall back on. He's been to school. What what, do, what would you do? Um, I think you got to cash in your ships when you got this chance. And this is for the guys with the family, at the Bucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, here's the other thing: they're not they're the Bucks now. They're not, not so much the young Bucks anymore. Um, so when if 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 they come calling with with major major contract offers, I mean, here's the deal. They would run full sale for for as long as they were there, you know. I mean, I don't I don't know about I don't know about Omega. I don't know what they would do with Omega, but the Bucks seem tailor made for a run at full sale. Just just going nuts. They could be the baby faces to go up against the undisputed era for as long as the era is there. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do there. Um, I always I always go okay. Well, that that's great. The money's great, and and the NXT thing will be a lot of fun creatively once you get called up to the main roster will you be fulfilled probably not because the absolute in my opinion best tag team in wrestling anywhere in the world is never on tv and when they are they're losing um so like i i i don't know i I honestly don't know you have to you have to decide what's more important to you this money was going to help me and my family and put my kids through college and beyond um, that's, that's one thing. And that is important to me, but is that more important to me than, 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 than looking in the mirror and saying, I did everything I could to be the best I could at my job, entertain the most people the right way. I don't know. It all depends on who, who you are personally. In the last couple of years, since Buck signed their deals with ring of honor, they're working about 80 matches a year and they're making real good money doing it. They even yes. went on record and said, we didn't work world tag league because new Japan doesn't pay enough. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. If they sign with Ring of Honor, re-sign with Ring of Honor, it's the biggest deals in Ring of Honor history, period. Yes, yes. If I'm Ring of Honor, I take a look at their booking history, their ability to get people over. And, you know, some people have criticized Delirious's booking. Mm. It's like, do you offer this collective group of guys right. the book to <laughs> keep them? Is that something that you're willing to do to throw at them? Like the ultimate creative control? Because... Let's be quite honest. Flip Gordon's not as over as he is without these guys. No, of course not. Any number of people are not as over as they are without these guys and their 10, 15-minute web series. So maybe maybe Sinclair Broadcast Group looks at these guys and says, if they can do that on their web series once a week for 10 minutes, what can they do with our TV show? Right. And a streaming service, for the love of God. Yeah, I mean... you could you could do a thing where you where you have a, um, a, a an authority figure who comes in and just basically like gives them the keys to the castle, you know, as as far as in storyline, and then you basically get the Bullet Club being the NWO in 1997. Well, hey, they're not the Bullet Club anymore. They are right. the elite. They the have elite. branched right. off. Right, right. You have you have, but I'm saying like that's also the, savvy, very savvy. Yes, very very savvy. Um, but I'm saying is like you have. Uh, the elite um, becoming like the NWO. Uh, I mean, obviously, hopefully the creative would be better than that, but they basically ran shit in WCW for like two years. Um, and that was what they, they built behind because that was what everybody wanted to see in those days. The, the crowd loved it. So that's certainly an option. I don't think they're certainly not going to get anything like that in WWE. You know what I mean? Like the first, here's the deal. The first we've actually seen real Matt Hardy, Broken Matt Hardy stuff was on a Halloween special on the network. Yeah. That was real, true to life, 100% that stuff. What's with Shane being everywhere since he left Fightful? <laughs> My God, he's he's on Ring of Honor feuding with Marty Skrull. Yeah. He's on WWE specials, in the Royal Rumble, on All In. He was at Aero Lucha even. Yeah. On being the elite all the time. Well, Damn. You, you made him into a star, Sean. I did. I did. Hashtag because of Fightful. I mean, look at Anna. Yeah. Waving around bottles of Tavarski in front of raging crowds. 
It's what we do at Fightful. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot to this story. And quite frankly, All In was special, man. Mm-hmm. And I the thing is, I don't know if that can be replicated. Yeah, maybe. Even- even all in two wouldn't have that same magic, you know. There aren't a lot of people. It it was indie WrestleMania. That's what it was, yeah, right. and that's good. That's a good thing. WrestleMania for everybody else besides WWE and, and New Japan. The only body, the only person I think could maybe pull off something similar, not to that grand scheme or grand scale, but I think Joey Janela could possibly pull off something like that, considering yeah. how insanely. Spring break sold. And by the way, good good for him because he's missing like a year. I'm glad all those tickets were a hundred and something bucks. And I'm glad yeah. he sold all of them in 30 seconds because you know the man's gotta eat. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see how this happens. I've been told some things that I can't really open up about yet, but we'll get there. Follow Alex at Palowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Visit fightful.com and subscribe to us here. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe to our new MMA and boxing YouTube channel as well. Just search it on YouTube. We will have a custom URL soon. But if you subscribe and comment, you are registered to win the Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture signed photo uh, ahead of Chuck Liddell's MMA return this month. I can't believe that is happening, but it is. We did the MMA podcast today. You may have heard Floyd Mayweather signed with the Ryzen Fighting Federation in Japan. He's going to fight New Year's Eve. Next month, he's going to fight in Japan against a an undefeated MMA fighter and kickboxer. Rule set unknown, but Showdown Joe is the play-by-play commentator of Ryzen. So that's the thing that's happening, Alex. Yeah. I say give him, give him two kicks around, and I'm happy. <laughs> it's an exciting time. <laughs> it's wild, man. Until next time, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Visit Fightful.com. We are out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.